0: Coming to you late Sunday, this is Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster on the AZ Wildcats podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now uh, for new customers with the playoffs fast approaching. If you bet $5 on an NFL game and your team wins, you get $200 in free plays. Make it happen. That's simple. All right. We got a game coming up uh, Mon- Monday evening, but I decided that we I wanted to do something where we talk about we because we've broken down you know what uh, how we grade out the players so far this and that what we want from each one of the basketball players going forward um, you know into the new year for them to be champ uh, title contenders, but these have to be things that are actually. Realistic. I can't just say that I want Jordan Coloco to be able to turn into Magic Johnson and mm-hmm. dribble the ball. I don't right? even know
1: who Jordan Coloco is. Or, but uh, if Jordan we, Coloco. But if we, <laughs> but if, we, but, but, but if Arizona Col- oh, can add gosh. Jordan Coloco, oh. that would be two Colocos on the same roster. You'd have two Tabellases. You'd have two Colocos. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so that's my wish that Christian Coloco becomes Turns, Michael Jordan. Michael okay. Jordan Coloco. Podcast done. Fantastic. Well done. Arizona wins a title all because of Jordan Coloco, <laughs> and it was a it was the easy title. <laughs> It really was.
0: Well, <laughs> they just marched right where through. do we start then with Christian Coloco? Okay. Um, he's an interesting one for me yeah. because he's come back to Earth a little bit. I think he's going to be able to feast against teams like your Oregon States, your ASUs. I think that he'll probably have some issues against UCLA, although he's still going to be very effective because he can block shots, this or that. Do you have you did you see anything that you th- in the first part of the year that you think that he can correct in the second part?
1: Well, yeah. Well, I,
0: it's almost not a correction, it's to just stay on the same
1: path. As far as, I, I don't want regression. I don't know that I want correction as much as I want regression. The correction part, I think, I think is an element of Coloco's game that I really didn't anticipate to be as strong as it was in the early stages of the mm-hmm. game. And that was his ability he to be... flanked everybody it by did. his no, improvements, b- b- yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. he he really did. Right. And, And then it looked like when Arizona plays at a pace or plays against good defensive teams that have some athleticism that Coloco still gets frustrated with his offensive game, which is fine. What you want him to be is solid with the ball, and a guy who can rebound, block shots, and help Arizona defensively, which is what I wanted Coloco to be from the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. What I don't want from Coloco are two things. Turnovers, because the game's too fast on the offensive end, and he still is a little bit uncomfortable in regards to what it is that he's trying to accomplish, and foul trouble. Right. He's been exceptional. He's been not exceptional, but generally pretty darn good at staying out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. I think Arizona's success Hinges a great deal on Coloco's ability to stay on the floor and that um, Because every time he's in the game even if there are points early on where maybe he struggles defensively He's up against somebody who kind of you know gets the better of him in some stages We've seen as the game has progressed even in the loss to Tennessee his defense got better, right? He, he does a really good job I think of figuring out what it is He's supposed to do and whether it's this coaching staff that simplifies uh, defensive strategy. What, whatever it is, Coloco seems to have adapted to it right, very right. well. And it allows him, generally speaking, to stay on the floor, too. Those are so, so basically, that's kind of what I'm looking for get rebounds lead the fa- lead the fast lead break without the fast leg, break. W- without like passes the fast. you know right. right and and be a, a a a good defensive stopper that allows Arizona to play its defense a little further right. out don't turn the ball
0: over and don't get into foul trouble i think that's spot on let's move down though the uh, azulus Tobelis. quite honestly i thought i thought Tebelis was good in the out of conference schedule but i think that he can do more I'd I'd like to see a few more dominant games out of Tabelas where you look like in the box score and you're like, oh, crap, he had 22 and 13 or something to that effect because I think he's very much capable of that, especially if Coloco is kind of rounded into where he's like a 9.9 rebound but like three and a half block guy, which I think is probably more of his where we'll probably see him. I'd like to see Tabelas take that next step and be somebody that when he has somebody that's inferior against him, dominated. I think Tabellus is
1: potentially Arizona's, ha, has the best, one of the two starters' best upsides in the second half of the season, and this is why. Um, he is a guy who, as you noted, is capable of doing that. The problem is that, if you want to call it a problem, because again, Arizona's 11-1. and one. Okay, first
0: world. Uh, The Is he from the first world? No, but this is first world. Well, actually... Do you count Lithu- or, uh, Lithuania as a first-world uh, country? Uh, it's a
1: darn fine question. Maybe that's a I query don't for another... Kn- I don't yeah. actually know yeah. the yeah. answer. It's, uh, I'm, I, you know, who knows with all the Cold War adjustments. Anyway, that's I guess that, I guess correct. we can table that for the moment. Because Matherin has been the dominant player when Arizona's been in trouble offensively, that means that nobody else is the dominant player when Arizona's in trouble right. offensively. The, the other guy who's been able to step up and hit big shots late in games is... Mm-hmm. Lost in that dynamic is DeBellis, who is capable of being a very good scorer as well. So what I anticipate and hope that happens is that as teams try to figure out a way to negate Matherin, whether that's a box in one whether that's some variation of a triangle and two whether that's a lot of double teams whatever the whatever the dynamic is I think teams you know you're going to figure out strategies and strategies are going to change a little bit but teams are going to try to figure out we can't we can't let this guy on the other side score 30 points every game right so how if we can get him to 20 we can get him into the high teens somewhere in there then we've done our job. If that happens, then maybe there's a guy like Tabellis who can step up and make up the difference. And that gives Arizona a little bit more versatility. He's been that, he's, because Matherin has been so dominant, and increases hit big shots, Tabellis has kind of been, I don't want to say lost in the offensive right. flow. But, but it's been a
0: very quiet but, 15 and yeah, 7.
1: But he's the one guy, I think, who so far hasn't shown a capability to score in the low 20s, but
0: can. right. Okay, I agree with all that. One thing that I think we also agree with is the DraftKings sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Great deal going on right now. Uh, new customers only. Throw down five dollars on a t- uh, an NFL game, and if your team wins, you get two hundred dollars in free plays. Give you an example. We got the uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the I almost said the Golden State Packers. Okay. Um, yeah, the you great know
1: Jordan Coloco <laughs> Jordan and the, Coloco, Golden the Golden State Packers. State- <laughs>
0: You don't ever mess with them. You don't, I God. mean,
1: the number of titles is, is beyond the ability to count And when you can put Steph Curry along with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Holy crap, forget it And Jordan Coloco, forget Jordan it Coloco. Yeah, Forget it
0: different. But let's just say you've got the Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings And you say, and I actually think that Kirk Cousins is kind of a loser um, He's a good player, puts up a lot of stats If I ever really need to win a game I'm not, I don't want, there's a lot of guys I'm choosing over Kirk Cousins He's not even in this game. It's Sean, not to be confused with Nico Mannion, hmm. in there, going against Aaron Rodgers. That's not ideal if you're a Vikings uh-huh, fan, right. right there. That's where you would do. Now again, 21. I was, I am sorry. Go ahead and. 21 and read. up. Arizona only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. If you got a gambling issue, call 1-800 Next Step. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, John. I she's was wondering why in the world that line went from six and a half to about. Fifteen. Yeah. I guess I guess yeah. that makes a little bit of yeah. sense. Yeah. Right on top right. of it. It is right on, right on top of that, it. Right on top of it. you know there. We might even talk about that in our other our other disclaimer coming up here. All right. Now let's move to Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry to me is fascinating. Yeah, I agree. Um there's a lot to like about Dalen Terry so far. When you watch him, he's clearly the defender that uh uh Tommy Lloyd tasks with going on the other uh, other team's best player, and quite frankly he should because you're not getting a ton of offense out of him, and he's obviously more than capable defensively. He looks the part. Um, he's got moments where he's handling the ball, where he's a fairly decent. Fa- uh, he, Facilitator is not the right word, but he's got the ability to see things, set up the hockey assist, see the pass, see the guy cutting to the hoop. He's a fairly cerebral passer. Um, handle-wise, I think it's fine, but I would like to see him be a guy that can because he's not going to be a good shooter this year. That's just not going to happen. I'd like to see him be somebody though that however it however it happens, you know, whether it's putbacks running the court. Do you think he's capable of getting to the foul line? It's a great question. That's a great and I think let and I think what my point, I think if, if he can get that average up to around 10, where it's a consistent 10, not one game it's two, the next it's 11, but basically you can count on Dalen Terry, he's probably going to get you somewhere between 9 and 11 each game. I think that comes from running the court, one dribble, uh, uh, bounce to the basket, and hopefully you get some foul shots in there. What do you think? I think that's, pre- yeah. And, and maybe one of the things that he's capable of doing, and, and
1: you may be more adept at Breaking I'm this sure down, I I, I, I'd agree with that too. <laughs> I'm um, sure, you will agree. <laughs> is, is is maybe he can beat somebody off the dribble and get to the line, right? And if he can't shoot particularly well, then at least he doesn't necessarily have wasted opportunities, right? So, so perhaps that's something that can help. But right now, it does appear, even though you know comparisons are never exactly parallel, but sometimes they help. Uh, from a general reference standpoint, like the Golden uh, State Packers, precise. Well, well, the only comparison you need with that is that they're really good and champions, led by Jordan Coloco. <laughs> uh, so, but if if uh, Terry is sort of at this stage of his career. Reggie Geary and Ronde Hollis, Hollis Jefferson, right. you know, so you're more he's more than okay with that. And, and you're, you're right. You've got a guy who can be very tough defensively when you need to get into the half court and is athletic enough to f- hopefully help force turnovers and get easy and, and help the team get the easy buckets so
0: that it wants to get in transition. So that's what we want out of you, Dalen. Now it's up to you to try to make our vision happen. Now this next one's going to be a fairly short preview. Benedict Matherin. Do exactly what you have done for the first year. I don't need I, – I mean, sure, if you want to give us more, cool. But you I'm know sure, what? Why not? If, we're, if I was able to look at your uh, impact the last month and a half uh-huh. and say – and you say to me, I can give you three more months of that, I, I'm in. <laughs> oh, sorry, Bruno. Yes. I'm in. Sign me up. Um, do you have anything that works to add? For me. do you have anything no. to add to that? Now when things are good, there just isn't much to add, is no, there? No, there's really not. And one thing that you could add right now though is you can get some PHNX merchandise by going to the website. They've got all kinds of great stuff right there. You got shirts with emblems, you got cool logos. Shirts are all twenty nine ninety nine, five ninety nine for um uh some of the stickers. PHNX, hop on right now what you can. All right, Kirk Carissa, mm-hmm. This is the one that I think Outside of uh, Julius Tabellus, well, actually, I think more so. I think he's the one that has the most to give. Here's what I mean, out, m- m- maybe outside of Tabellus. If you look at Kreese's shooting numbers, they're crap. Mm-hmm. They're not good, but I think he's a much better shooter than he's shown. I really do. And there's a couple reasons. First of all, his form is his form is good. He obviously is a confident kid. First, I want those I want those percentages to go up. Um, I think his, uh, crunch time, he does some, he's, he's taken some bad shots, but I think you and I are more than okay with what we've seen from him when the lights are really, br- when the lights are really bright. I, the big thing for me is for him to be able to shoot the basketball better. What you- I think Creasa is the con game. Mm.
1: <clears throat> appetizing. Right now he's confident. Mm-hmm. I think Wildcat fans want him to be more consistent. We see a guy.
0: Did you, you know, ad lib that right there? Yeah, that was
1: mm-hmm. nice. sad. thanks. Go ahead and steal that all you yeah. want. Go ahead and tweet that or also, social media that State all you want. Packers. And uh, yeah, this is how the Golden State Packers are. Mm-hmm. By the way, they're 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 the con men. Mm-hmm. They're all about confidence, and you want more consistency. Right. You know, when you've won so many titles right. that they have, you, know, you you still want to win more in a consistent fashion. Uh, Creesa is very polarizing precisely because of the lack of consistency.
0: Right.
1: He seems to disappear completely in uh, large swaths mm. of the game and sometimes doesn't even appear to play particularly well. And uh, then, as you noted, when big shots need to be made, he's more than willing to give it a go. And mm. more often than not, he's been successful in that regard. So consistency falls under... Uh, your category, as far as being able to shoot the ball better, but you want him to be a major. You don't want him to disappear for long periods right. of time. You want to know that he's there and he's contributing. Uh, whether that means he's making assists, he's getting a rebound here and there, he's playing good defense, whatever it happens to be. You know that he isn't a guy who necessarily disappears on the floor and then seems to all of a all of a sudden emerge like. Uh, um jordan superman Coloca. from the uh, from, uh jordan coloco from the phone booth <laughs> yes. and uh then then all of a sudden kind of bails you out you hope for a little bit more consistency throughout and a lot of that obviously falls under the category of shooting but i would suggest across the board his entire game as well including on the defense event i suspect the teams are going to try to pick on yeah uh creesa on the defensive end, and it's going to be up to him or Arizona scheming to try to limit his potential deficiencies.
0: All right, one thing that doesn't have any deficiencies or potential deficiencies is the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app, code word PHNX. Great deal going on. Throw down $5 on an NFL game, and if you your team wins, you get $200 in free plays. John Schuster and I were talking about it earlier. You've got the Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings right now. Some people think it's the Golden State Packers. (laughs) They have no clue what they're talking about. They're idiots. (laughs) This would have been a pretty good game to probably say, oh, no Kirk Cousins, Hmm. Aaron Rodgers, looking to maybe zero in on his fourth MVP. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. I would have picked the Packers in this Hmm. game, as I think a lot of people would. One of the
1: things we talked about on one of our earlier discussions was, uh, and something I did just sort of an experiment this weekend, uh, I bet the under on every game, mm-hmm. on every NFL game, and it's worked out reasonably well. Mm-hmm. This game is still obviously up in the air as we're doing. this What was broadcast. the OU? Uh, I don't know, but it had to be maybe it was forty-one. Right. I don't okay. know if that's right, but is the score still thirteen? Nothing. Okay, yeah. so it's so 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 there's an opportunity that one could win mm-hmm. as well, and that if it does, that would be ten unders. On the week, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that was uh, that was kind of a DraftKings pick of the week for me.
0: Okay, just I do just to do
1: a little bit of an experiment, and it happened to it happened to work out. It wasn't it wasn't a home run mm-hmm. uh, to mix uh, sports metaphors there because a couple of those I think were won by a half point. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, it you know it worked out. And the reasoning behind it was COVID losses. Maybe that would hurt the offense a little bit more than it might the
0: defense. I like it. I like it. You know what else I like too? I like what I saw from Umar Ballo this first part of the season. Um, if you were to ask me how he, uh, what I want, I'd if I'd like him maybe to be able to a little bit more effective around the hoop. Although I think he's been pretty good, at least from what I was hoping there. Uh, defensively, keep being your the big body you've been, and again maybe have a game where you you know you show a little bit more offensive output. But he's another guy that obviously it's on a much much different plateau than Benedict Matherin. But it's very much of the. Just kind of keep doing what you're doing, man. I think
1: he's a pleasant surprise and gives Arizona the depth it needs, especially on the inside. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not sure how often we'll see Ballo and Coloco in the game at the same time, but I wouldn't rule it out. I would agree with that. Okay, so we're kind of in the same boat right there. All right. Now, the last two that we get, because nobody has any clue what happened with Kim Aiken with one of the—I'm not going to even speculate. Is Uh that done? Is he probably gone? No, nobody has any clue. Okay. Uh, Tommy Lloyd just said that he can't comment on it, so you know what? All if right. he can't comment on it, then uh, then I'm not going to comment on it. <laughs> Even the, Tommy Lloyd's higher than me. Um, Justin Kyer's a fascinating one because I think he's been okay, but I think he's a guy that could give you a little bit more, especially if he gets more minutes. I'd like to see him be a guy that can kind of hover around ten points, six rebounds, three or four assists, and you know maybe step your defensive game up a little bit because he looks the part. He does look the part, and that's an excellent point. Arizona wants to be a team
1: that utilizes its athleticism and length to be successful defensively, but sometimes you need a guy in there who can just get face-to-face with somebody else and just kind of kick their ass. And uh, he seems to be a player who has the potential to play that part, and it would be a nice addition for Arizona coming off the bench occasionally if they need some guy who can be a little bit nasty and uh, be effective on the defensive end, especially so, exactly if Arizona's backcourt and other positions, i.e. Creesa, uh
0: maybe has some deficiencies from time to time and Arizona needs to get some stops. Right. Check out the, by uh, the way, check out everything that we got going on here at uh, go P- or at GoPHNX. They got the everything covered from the Suns to the Cardinals to the Coyotes to the Wildcats to the Sun Devils. Everybody's covered there right there. That's where you need to go. Go on there and get a, there's all kinds of great deals if you sign up for a membership, something that you should do if you haven't already, there's a lot of good stuff right there. All right. One thing that I want to see more good stuff out of is Pella Larson. Um he hasn't been very good. Um now coming off foot injury, so I can never really a foot injury is a massive injury when you're coming back from, but he's just kind of been out there, and I think a lot of people had higher expectations. Um Uh, through the stat out there that he's combining for four uh, fouls slash turnovers in about 15 minutes a game, which is a less than ideal number. Um, Settle down. Make the open shot. Don't turn the ball over.
1: Boom. One of the things that has been fascinating with Arizona basketball and the positive uptick that we've seen is the relative number of play what you usually expect when there's a coaching transition? Generally, right. you know, you know, and obviously Arizona had talent coming in, right? But what you usually expect at this time is that there's half of the kids get it and half of the kids don't, right? The which makes Pelo Larson glaring because he's like the one guy who has really struggled with the quickness that is expected of him right. in this system, right. and that includes on the defensive end. So if he's somebody who perhaps, from a foot injury standpoint, isn't up to speed, he's going to have to do a better job just getting in position, and that may be playing off a little bit and trying to play things like passing lanes or mm-hmm. something. You know, some, some, he's going to have to use a little bit more intelligence to make up for what may be right now uh, Which you, might you know, a, a deficiency in his physical abilities. Right. Now, honestly, when I see him out there from a physical standpoint, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. I don't necessarily see. Okay, I know we, um, you know, where where we we think the foot injury could be a problem, mm-hmm. but honestly, from an overall athletic standpoint, it well, doesn't look a step slow to me. It, it just seems to be kind of maybe not making yes. whatever connection there is from one program to another right now and and hopefully if that's the case and it's not the injury thing if that's the case maybe as this thing moves along a little bit maybe the forced break we see a
0: little bit of improvement from him and that would be great for Arizona's overall depth chill down play your game that's what John Schuster is saying all right Shuster. I think that's what you said I think uh, I think I did as well uh, that's that's fair enough okay now um We're going to be back with you right after Arizona whoops down Washington, Monday about 8.05 p.m. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.